Hey, this is Nikki Rapp, the voice of Lily from Telltale's The Walking Dead. And you're listening to Entertainment Talks, The Walking Dead UK podcast. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Walking Dead on AMC and Star on Disney Plus. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm doing very well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, this is for season eleven, episode thirteen, called Warlords. Uh, what did you make of this episode? I really rather liked it. You've got a decent amount of action. You've got uh, an interesting, I mean, short-lived villain, but mm. <laughs> but uh, you had a had a decent name kind of pop up in there. Uh, Michael Bean, who's the uh, from Terminator, who is the villain up this week as as the sort of villain of the week. Um, but it also that broadened out the larger background story that we have seen sort of the rumbling that's going on underneath the Commonwealth and, you know, widens that story out a little bit more and the bits are starting to click into places to what maybe did occur that, uh, you know, caused that issue with that we saw in the flash forward between Maggie and the Commonwealth um, I, I think that's coming a little bit more into focus. I can see where that may be going now. Um, so yeah, and you, you got some, you know, a few little zombie bits as as well as some some proper human on human like murdering and return of Negan and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I I really like this. I thought it was a it was a good, solid, interesting episode. This one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I thought this episode was pretty good. Um, we've had certainly worse episodes and we've had better episodes. So it's one of those yeah. kind of middle of the road, pretty good type of episodes. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, again, continuing to read the comic book. I've I've almost got to the end of the one that I'm on at the moment. I think it's volume 31 or 32, one of those ones. Right. Uh, it's the one after the uh, New World Order book. I can't remember the name of it, but it's that one. Um, I'm almost at the end of that and um, yeah there's a few things that happened in this episode where I was like is this a remix of that and I was like yes and then no and then maybe and then (laughs) yeah Um, what I'm mainly referring to is there's a plot line in the comic book again around about this point where Dwight remember Dwight Uh, Dwight, yeah yeah, he's on Fear the Walking Dead for those of you who have wondered where he's gone off to yes Uh, he's with uh, our old friend Morgan um, Mm. as well um and Dwight is speaking to Rick at one point. Remember Rick? We saw him go off in a helicopter a few years ago. <laughs> yes. I remember when that happened to Jack Bauer as well. I haven't seen him since either. Yes. Um, but, um... Maybe they're somewhere together. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um imagine if Kiefer Sutherland popped up in this show. It'd be great. Yeah. Um and uh so he's with he's discussing with Rick and it's interesting because him and Rick both agree on like okay the commonwealth has got some good stuff but it's a bit 
dodgy, it's a bit dangerous, a bit sort of suspicious, which I think even from the show you can kind of agree with. Obviously, there's some dodgy stuff going on, but, you know, it's a thriving kind of community, that sort of thing, so that fits in with all that. And Dwight is very kind of like, we need to do an uprising now, and we need to, you know, he's proper trying to force the idea. Mm. And Rick is like, look, you've got to calm down. Um, And he's kind of saying to him about like, okay you're you're gonna try and start something aren't you basically and I was, he's mm-hmm. like yeah we need to do this like right now kind of thing and um he's tries to start this rebellion type of thing i don't know fully how it ends up because i had to stop reading at one point but um i was sort of looking at this group that we meet in this episode and thinking okay that's obviously not an exact remix because these people aren't in the commonwealth in those scenes where dwight is trying to cause trouble basically he's directly in the middle of the commonwealth like he sort he starts arguing with the guard and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. he sort of budges him and the guard's like hey you can't do that and then he budges him back and then you know chaos ensues so it's not quite the same sort of thing but this group was interesting because they were a bit like a reaper 2.0 type of group where they had that religious angle to them right and they sort of don't want they're like half connected to the commonwealth but they don't want much to do with it so but in conclusion i don't think that's a remix of that i think you'll possibly get something else similar later on Mm um i mean we could probably tell there's going to be some sort of like breakout of someone trying to rebel or something you know the show seems to be building to that anyway given what rosita found a few episodes ago um but i thought this again was a bit interesting it just was kind of strange of sort of okay, we've just sort of done this, and you have a bit of a different spin because this group is a bit more directly related to the Commonwealth as opposed to the Reapers who were just a random group of characters. And I thought that was uh, pretty good as well. Um, what do you think of the what I mentioned there with the Dwight and Rick kind of um, situation? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it doesn't exactly fit, but I think they're taking bits of inspiration from it. I mean... It's interesting this because this group that we had this time was the religious group that we've had pop up because the Reapers were were you know ha- had a sort of religious bent to them as well and so that's sort of interesting that we've got we've had these two sort of religious things pop up mm. um, which you know in the end times kind of makes sense that that you know that that would happen you know you're gonna have those are the groups that are um that people will potentially look to you know they're preformed communities and they're going to go a variety of different ways and some of them you would have that were were sort of you know particularly in america your fire and brimstone kind of uh preachery people that are are going to be like oh it's the end of days and are going to be much more hard about it whereas you know you're also going to have people that are involved in church communities that just want to gather together and make sure people survive so you know it's religion always has been a way of controlling the masses and mm-hmm. there's no reason why that wouldn't continue in this sort of post-apocalyptic yeah certainly strike world so uh i mean it makes sense that you've got these two sort of religious things pop up but uh mm. yeah it's, i was surprised they used those they used a another religious sort of leadery thing straight after we just sort of done that with the reapers as well 
Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. I will say, however, one of the reasons I like that in the show is because you've still got Gabriel there, mm-hmm. and he connects very interestingly with that. And he's in these scenes as well. When he had that scene with the Reaper member from before, yeah. And uh, not only do they not really do any of this in the book in terms of the religious stuff, but Gabriel's died in the Whisper War in the book. So you don't have any of that anyway. But I think it's... I wonder if that's why they did do it, because they obviously the writers have chosen, okay, Gabriel's going to be in these scenes with Aaron, um, which make a very good pair. Um, So that is quite good as well, um, in terms of like how that's working out. Because you get the whole scene as well, of uh, the collar being taken off and stuff, but the white—I'm not sure what the particular name of that is—but the uh, the white collar thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I think if you didn't have Gabriel in the show, that might not work as well because he, then yeah. you've not got a hero character sort of who used to have that mindset or has got a religious mindset that's different to theirs, I suppose. So, yeah, yeah, I thought that was uh, a bit better, and yeah, it's good that this only lasts seemingly sort of the one, or I guess we get a bit of a cliffhanger of it, but. Um, the main group that we saw yeah. uh, is is dead, especially their leader. So, yeah. Um, just a couple of other things I wanted to mention. I was taking a look at um, Princess Lydia and Elijah in this episode, and we do get a bit of interesting development with Lydia and Elijah, which I'll talk about in the um, uh, cold open that we'll get to in a minute. But um, I feel like the show was put... You, you know like how Walking... It hasn't done this for a bit of time. You know how The Walking Dead used to sort of not do anything with the character? Mm-hmm. And then give them an episode. And then they'll die in that episode. Or the one... You know, as as a close by episode. As if to sort of say... Hey, we developed this character. You care about them. We didn't really do anything with, the, with them before. And now they're dead. Yeah. And Lydia's been pushed to the back a little bit. Elijah sort of has... And Princess has had her personality changed a little bit. Um, I don't necessarily think this with Princess, but I wonder if Lydia and or Elijah might die at some point. Hmm. Because I can al- I can almost sort of see maybe more so with Elijah they could they they would do that, but sort of do it to where one of these last bunch of episodes you do the typical we'll give them an episode and then kill them off. Type of yeah, thing. that feels more likely with Elijah as opposed to the other two, but just something about those three characters in in recent episodes stuck out a bit more to me because mm. Lydia's been pushed to the back a little bit. I know Princess was involved with the Eugene Noir detective thing, yeah, but that was Eugene's story, not hers, I suppose. Mm. Um, so those because people have been asking us, obviously, you know, final season, who's gonna die? Most names are off the table, apart from a few of them. Yeah. Um. So I've kind of added those to my death watch list, if you want to call it that. Um. What do you think of those three characters? Yeah, I can see where you're going with that, and it, it's yeah, I, that that does seem like a possibility. I would mm. say. Um. Yeah. So mm. we shall we shall see. I could certainly see that as a as a, as a yeah Lydia particularly because yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. All right, uh, that's it. We got for the uh, the pre talk and everything. Uh, let's do some housekeeping and then we'll get into the recap. See you for that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which 
is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show alright so recently on entertainment talk I did a couple of podcasts uh, well I've done a bunch of podcasts obviously recently uh, one of which is called uh, why it doesn't make sense to boycott Hogwarts legacy which um, a few people gave me some stupid replies to which you could expect but um, basically the, regarding the situation with JK Rowling oh yeah okay. and um, yeah you could you could tell where the stupid replies would have come into that yeah yeah so which are not worth replying to but hey i gave my opinion out there and you can go listen to that if you want to um that one isn't focused on me talking about the gameplay because we talked about that in this week's gaming talk podcast which i'll mention in a minute but um just talking about like you know supporting the devs jk rowling is not on the team don't let her get in the way of stuff that's kind of the short version of everything i discussed but uh, if you want to see what hogwarts legacy looks like uh, there's a whole 14 minute state of play video on youtube if you search for playstation or hogwarts or something like that you'll probably find it so uh, that was that episode uh, also on the same day i did a podcast called call of duty how activision almost killed their cash cow um and very just interesting situation with cod because it's had some problems in the last year or so which hasn't been directly caused by the developers more in terms of studio management and Bobby Kotich being a terrible stupid person and all that kind of stuff and um, what they did with shifting development around with different things and how that kind of like just made a mess of things basically so it's too much to kind of get into now but uh, yeah uh, as somebody who's been playing Modern Warfare for almost three years and has followed the whole situation I talked about uh, what's kind of going on with that at the moment and how it will hopefully improve in the future, you know, with the acquisition from Microsoft and uh, Infinity Ward's about to release hopefully this year another game. So the future's looking brighter for, for COD. So I talked about all of that. 
Um, I also did a couple of film reviews this week. Uh, one was for a film called Windfall. If some of you haven't heard of it, um, I wouldn't be surprised because I've only heard of it a few days before I actually, uh, a few days after I actually uh, sort of saw it. Um, it stars uh, Jesse Plemons, who you might have known for Breaking Bad. It's got um, the guy from How I Met Your Mother, who played Marshall. And it's got Lily Collins in it as well. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, so spoiler review in the second half, spoiler free in the first half. Uh, gave it a must-see rating. That's available on Netflix, even though they might not tell you because they just release content without telling people. <laughs> so uh, that was that for Windfall. Um, speaking of the gaming talk episode I mentioned, uh, we did talk about Hogwarts Legacy, the actual gameplay. We, we had a brief sort of discussion about the whole JK Rowling thing and everything like that. Um, but we discussed the actual gameplay of Hogwarts Legacy and whether or not we think it looks any good. Uh, also there was just randomly dropped out some, uh, news of, uh, Moss 2, which Sony has given no sort of promotion for, really. But the game is coming out, um, next week. Uh, which is as much a surprise to me as it was to everybody else, maybe. Um, but it's a sequel to Moss, obviously, the Moss 2 is a new PSVR game. And if you do want to go and see where the gameplay is, you can also find that on PlayStation's YouTube channel. But again, they sort of just dumped the video out and didn't really say anything. So there's that. And we also <laughs> discussed some uh, Bethesda stuff. There was some new information about Starfield, and we talked about, you know... Bethesda trying to get back on track and obviously the ambition behind Starfield and that sort of thing so lots and lots of things discussed on this week's gaming talk another film review that I did was for a film called The Adam Project it stars uh, Ryan Reynolds who's kind of the main lead character and there's also a younger version of him or his character in the film that's available on Netflix as well I gave that a don't skip rating that was uh, quite a bit of fun uh, over on the DC side of things I did a podcast I labelled DC Talk uh, the other day, I talked about uh, the Green Lantern footage that was cut, or not the footage itself, but the fact that there was footage that was cut um, of the character of Green Lantern from Zack Snyder's Justice League. So we talked about that because the actor kind of came out and said, like, hey, here's a photo of my Green Lantern that was supposed to be in Justice League. And uh, so it went from there. Also talked about a bunch of DC films that have been delayed, which is almost all of them, uh, mainly focusing on the Flash's delay because we're still not going to see that film for over another year's worth of time and also did some predictions as to what DC slash Warner Brothers could do with the three different people playing Batman um, and what you could do with that. Um, I uh, finished season one of Suspicion. I've mentioned it a few times recently on uh, Geek Town Radio. It's available on Apple TV+. Plus. I gave that a must-see rating. Apparently a lot of people weren't a fan of the ending but I saw it sort of differently but there you go uh but you can watch that on apple tv plus i gave that a must see rating uh that's for the first season um we've also got that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms just a quick note speaking of uh, apple tv plus shows um uh, servant which i've been absolutely loving this season has got its season three finale on thursday and i will absolutely be doing a season three review i can't wait to talk about that so have a look out for that later this week as well all right it's a bunch of stuff that's all on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms all right uh as warlords began which is the name of the episode a smitten uh elijah was just about to escort lydia from um from hilltop to at least the nearest commonwealth checkpoint when a bloody young man whose name we'd later learn was uh, jesse rode up to the gate um, croaked out something about people being slaughtered and needing help 
and promptly died of his gunshot wound and he tried to give uh we gave Lydia uh, a map of um some kind and it was a quite a quick cold open basically just set the stage for mystery in terms of who is this guy what does he want why has he been shot where has he come from you know those sorts of questions I suppose we were left with at the time um yeah so this I guess, I guess brings in the whole Elijah Lydia thing um one of the reasons I made that comment about Lydia, I feel like she's been, apart from this episode where she's obviously in the start of it and she has a conversation with Maggie and whatnot, I feel that the character's been pushed to the background a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you can't necessarily say the same thing for Elijah because Elijah's been a bit more of a side character because he was more sort of like part of that Maggie's group that died within about two episodes, if you remember yeah. those people. Um Still amazes me that he's apparently a character from one of the mobile games. That's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so anyway, what did you what did you make of uh, this cold open, David? Kind yeah, well, it's sort of yeah, mysterious, kind of interesting. You know, guy rides up out of nowhere, is like dead on the back of a horse, basically, and and just kind of goes, oh, "Need help," and then dies. And yeah, so yeah, interesting and sort of sees where it leads back into the rest of the episode mm-hmm. so yeah good 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 start to draw you in i think yeah yeah it's interesting to see as well because these lookouts these sorry places do have lookouts you know obviously mm-hmm. elijah's got i think a bow and arrow they used to have spears back in the day didn't they with the hilltop yeah. um which that would be pretty difficult to do but anyway um and it's always interesting to see okay when people do actually approach the gates what they do about it um because the person could be anyone they could have anything on them they could have people waiting in the bushes or the woods that will you know could give a signal and they could be hit by whatever um or if a horde comes or something like that you know um they'll be called into action because most of the time these types of scenes are just conversations and there's nobody or nothing like no walkers or no people sort of imminently bringing danger um but it was interesting to see them Slightly tested, I suppose. Like, I guess as soon as they saw what state this guy was in, it was like, okay, probably isn't going to be much trouble. And then it switched from that to, okay, what is he trying to say? And like, who is he? Where did he come from? Who shot him or injured him, etc. So it's an interesting bit of a bit of a cold open. Um, but the show potentially here set up a solution to the thing I was discussing, which is that Lydia and Elijah have been sort of pushed to the background a bit. Obviously, Elijah wants to, um, you know, try to flirt with with Lydia or whatever he's whatever he's trying to do, try to escort her. I suppose. Um, what do you make of those two as a potential? I I, I guess. <laughs> Well, I mean, as you say, Lydia's become such a background character at the moment, and Elijah already was kind of a background character. I'm like, yeah, well, interesting. I mean, the overall interesting thing with sort of all the hilltop stuff is seeing how Maggie's kind of losing control. I mean, hmm. you know, or rather losing people, I guess. Uh, you know, the draw of of what's going on in the Commonwealth seems to be very strong because, you know, we have Lydia heading off here and then we potentially have, you know, we have other people that, that leave a bit later on. And, and I, I found that sort of, you know, Maggie's kind of hardline stance of, you know, we're better off on our own doesn't seem to be going down particularly well with the group. So mm. that I found particularly interesting. Yeah. Yeah, especially um, she's going to leave that place at some point. 
yeah to go to manhattan for some reason well yes yes i mean we don't know what what the outcome of or where that mm. ends up or whatever so what's going to happen with herschel uh presumably i mean it wouldn't surprise me if they end up in a situation where they do all end up some in some version of the commonwealth and so she knows that they're very very safe uh, and that's possibly what leads her out or the yeah. kid gets killed i mean you know it's it's a kid on the walking the dead doing that to kids, yeah the yeah. show does quite like doing that to just kids. ask carol yeah yes um but yeah, I mean, sure. If Lydia and Elijah, I mean, we don't know how Lydia feels about Elijah in the first place. Well, that is at, true. at the moment, this is only a one-way thing. So yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, they're both cool people. So if it, yeah, if it happens, sure. Then, then why not? not? So uh, who was Lydia in a relationship with before? Was it kind of Carl? Kind of Carl, wasn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, because it was like a it was like a Lydia Enid thing, wasn't there? Um, yeah. in, in the comic books, because Carl's still alive in the book, and obviously Judith died a long time ago. Because um, there was literally a page I was reading, he was sleeping with um, Lydia. Was Carl dead, actually? Did they actually meet? Was Carl not dead before? I can't remember. <laughs> what, Lydia? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, Lydia. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Lydia would have been in the show arc, because there was the whole war with negan and the time skip and stuff so. yes yes so yeah, so I'm it can't be got to be carl oh it was um the the carl standing uh the kid uh, the, what carl a carol standing one, one of carol's kids wasn't it um standing one of one of the henry uh, i think uh yeah henry the, yeah. the one of the lynch kids mm-hmm. um who all three of them i don't know whether there's any more of them but three of them have been on the show so <laughs> yeah standing like he's a stunt double <laughs> yes yeah. Um. Wasn't there Ben as well? There's been so many kids that have died on this show. I know. Yeah. I know. It's ridiculous. Didn't, didn't Ben die at a young age, and then Henry came in, and he was young, and then he got older, and then he died, and then. Yes. Oh, they re- yeah. they re- <laughs> yes. They replaced one li- one Lynch kid with another Lynch kid, because uh, yeah. Duty's older brother took over the role. And then they killed him anyway. And so. then they killed him off anyway. Yeah, but no. In the in the comic books at this point, because Sophia, if you remember Sophia from season two. Yes. Um, she gets adopted by Maggie, or was it Lydia? Gets adopted. One of them gets adopted by Maggie, and then Dante. If you remember him, he's actually a good guy in the in the comic books. Right. Yes. He's yes, with um Mag- Maggie, Maggie, and yes. then uh Sophia. I'm sure it's Sophia. Is like not sure about Maggie's relationship with Dante because of obviously Glenn died. So yeah, yeah. whole different kind of thing. Um. But yeah, in the, in the comic books, um, Lydia, yeah, it's Lydia. She's trying to like find a boyfriend or whatever. These are older versions of these of these characters, and he's with uh, Sophia at the time. So yeah, different stuff. Anyways, moving on from all that. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, but this uh, also this boy from the cold open died in the cold open, but we see him later because we have flashbacks in this episode. Um, though the boy had shown up yes. with a map to Hilltop in his hands, uh, we're not helping anybody, Maggie told Lydia and Elijah. If it turned into a fight, and it certainly seemed like it would, they didn't have the manpower to do any good, because basically nobody's at Hilltop, as we sort of saw in this episode. Um, yeah, didn't have the manpower to do any good, because there's nobody here anymore. Uh, nonetheless, before the kids struck out on their own, Hilltop's leader, so Maggie, uh, relented, uh, following Jesse's map back to the site 
of the slaughter. Uh, Lydia asked Maggie why she refused to um, accept the Commonwealth's a offer of aid, which I think was last week's episode, uh, because they could get by without it. And she says something about Herschel and the farm, and because obviously her dad, Herschel, um, and Maggie turned down some help because they thought they were going to be all right. So I guess it's in their sort of family's history or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that all kind of happened. Uh, Lydia asked Maggie yeah, why she refused that. Uh, because they get by without it, she said. Uh, Lydia and Elijah were sick of merely getting by. I just want to be doing uh, the same thing every day, sighed Lydia. Uh, shortly, the trio came upon came up upon a handful of troopers. However, they were walkers and not people anymore. Yes. After being shot and or killed, knifed, whatever. Um, then who should come by but Aaron just sort of comes out of Yes, nowhere. wandering down the street. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Walking Dead's usually not very good at doing this, but I like the center of mystery in this episode because yeah. start, you know, this guy pops up, hilltop. Who is he? Why did he get shot? Who shot him? Why did they shoot? You know, all kinds of questions, and then they go to find the answer to that by going on the road, and then okay, uh, Hill, uh Commonwealth guards. I don't really want to call them stormtroopers anymore because they're not. Um, Commonwealth guards show up, and I like the way the scene was shot actually because they sort of stop in the car, and you see them a bit in the distance. And I couldn't see sort of what way they were walking or if they were holding guns because they're usually holding guns, aren't they? Yeah. And I couldn't tell because it was from a distance. And then as they sort of got closer, I was like, "Oh, they're not sort of walking." normally and then they got a bit closer and then it was like oh they're walkers and it was okay we've never really seen commonwealth guards as you know walkers and they've been attacked obviously and then it's like aaron just pops up out of nowhere and it's like okay what's what's aaron's involvement with all this it was um it was quite good actually i quite enjoyed how that all unraveled and left me obviously intentionally confused because it's sort of like is aaron involved in this did he kill them or something and sort of what's going on um so quite a bit to break down there i suppose uh but yeah, let's go to that bit first what did you think when you saw the walker fried guards yeah th- that was sort of oh uh, is, is this the start of you know do, are they out on the street trying to stop maggie for some reason mm-hmm. um <clears throat> is that what's going on here you know so that was a little bit strange, and then it sort of becomes fairly apparent that oh, they're um, they're they're walkerfied, and you've you've and then you've got sort of Aaron showing up. I I, I like the way that yeah, the, the the sort of mystery element that they did this week I think was really well constructed. I, I you know some weeks you look at it and and it's just a bit sort of paint by numbers the way it's directed, but I think. Mm-hmm. the way that this was directed and constructed they did a really good job of using the sort of you know almost reversing the time as you went through it so you got to see this bit of the story and then you've got like a one week ago and then a bit longer and then so i the the way that they did it i thought was was very very well put together um and that's that's i guess a mixture of the writing and the direction for this episode so uh yes good good job on them for uh, this week the um jim barnes and eric mountain apparently were the two writers for this week and they're writing next week episode as well and uh y- lauren connelly is the uh is the director who i don't know at all but you know um mm-hmm. apparently i oh, directed some of the world beyond 
apparently as that well. That makes sense. Big like so. Walking Dead family and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. Could you add like Matthew Negrette, who was a writer on this show, was uh, was what the showrunner for World Beyond? Ah, uh, so. she's a she's a former um, cinematographer. Okay. As, as well, former cinematographer turned director, uh, yeah. and did um, Kingdom and Ray Donovan. The Kingdom or Kingdom? Shameless and uh, Kingdom. Kingdom and the Animal Kingdom, randomly. Okay. So, so the Zombie uh, Kingdom show. Two different shows. But yes, the Zombie Kingdom show. Uh, she she was cinematographer on that. So, uh, oh no, no, it's not the Zombie Kingdom show. It's another show that's called Kingdom. Apparently, um, right. There are apparently two shows called Kingdom. But yes, uh, but she she did do. Uh, she was director on Walking Dead. She did the Shy. Um, Done random episodes of SEAL Team and things like that. So, yeah, but I mean, really good job this week for both of yeah. those, uh, yeah. for for them and the writers. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought these scenes were kind of interesting. Um, it's like you said, Maggie kind of losing grip on her leadership slightly. Which I suppose if that continues to go down that route, and she loses control of Hilltop to somebody. Because there's not really any any like adults there contesting her power, I suppose. No, I mean there's not that many people left. No, no there's only like four wife. characters here. There's Lydia, Elijah, she's leaving Maggie, and uh, Herschel. <laughs> yeah. So. So I mean, presumably there are some other random hilltoppers kicking around up there, but I mean, there right. certainly there are a much fewer people up there than there have been previously you know it's not a big bustling community and i mean i i get maggie's sort of we're better off on our own given what she's had to deal with over the years and with other communities and you know i i get her mindset but i really think she's the, the fact that she wouldn't even entertain the idea of even being a sort of outpost of the Commonwealth and get help from them was a little weird last week. I mean, I, I, I get why she's feeling that way. It's not out of character for her. I think it fits perfectly. But uh, I, it's not. if I was in her position, I'd be probably like, no, give us some help. You know, I'd be more on Aaron's side of things of like, you know we need help yeah so mm. do you think like you know the way she kind of is now you, that's probably some of that's got to be to do with like the way that glenn died and the negan thing and because that would well, change that would change somebody i suppose yeah and, and also remember she spent quite a long time away from everybody and yeah, trying to set up yeah trying to set up sort of other groups uh, and seeing seeing them fail i mean she did make that comment i I think last week when um she was having a conversation and and you kind of think so she's seen them try to do it quite a lot and and it's always failed and you so i i guess that's where a lot of it comes from where a lot of this apprehension apprehension over it comes from um you know and whilst yes there are some shady people in the Commonwealth, uh, as we are very much discovering this week. Overall, I mean, they are a huge, huge group. And I think generally they want to try and do good. It's not perfect by any means, but Mm -hmm. 
you know, I, I think that the heart generally is in the right place. They do want to help. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Um, what, what, what do you make of Lydia's comment about I just want things to be the same every day? Yeah, so, I. Go on. Mm. No, sorry, I asked. I asked you. So. Yeah. Go, no, I mean, I I thought that was kind of telling. I I sort of get that. Uh, I mean, not so much maybe want to be the same every day, but you know, have some structure to their life of knowing that they you know they get up uh-huh. they go and you know if if you're having a day where you don't know where your next meal is coming from every day and you've got to fight every single moment and there is a chance of death every single day because of how you live and there's this place down the road where yeah it's going to be more boring i guess um but you can get up you can go to your job you can do your work you can come home you can go out at night you can have a drink with friends you know you can uh, it, it, I, I get sort of what she's saying what she, it's not so much she wants everything to be the same every day it's more that she just wants the stability of it she wants to yeah. know that she has a normal life and i mean bearing in mind the certainly the younger characters have very little experience of that at this point because mm-hmm. you know i mean I don't know how far, how many years we are into this. Uh, say it's 10 years into this. So she probably doesn't remember that much of the old world. Mm-hmm. Um, how old do you think Lydia is supposed to be? Um, I, Eight, I guess 18? 18-ish. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm. and I'm not sure whether it's 10, 15 years since the, the whole thing started. Because, I mean, we've had like a five-year time jump. And the previous time before that was you know well that's probably got to be five or ten years at least mm-hmm. so near the start i suppose so yeah, yeah. so so we, you're talking 10 15 years probably i don't i don't mm-hmm. know what the exact timeline is i'm sure somebody out there will know yeah yeah i suppose it's her way of saying she kind of wants a nine to five go home relax nine to five you know yeah uh, and i know that there's people out there like oh i want a change from the nine to five kind of thing but obviously she we, she lives in a different but, world to us. Yeah, so. but yeah, if you're living in an apocalypse, that's probably quite appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Uh, right. Um, so Aaron came running. Right, scroll down. Um, from there, we cut to one week ago, so the flashbacks start, at which point Gabriel has his, has, um, his faith restored, uh, was recruited by Aaron to help him as well as uh, boss Coulson. Um, and welcome wagon trainee Jesse, so the one that died at the start. So we know he's going to die at the st- uh, in at some point, but we didn't know how, which was interesting to see as well. It's a bit like when you watch a prequel to something, I suppose, and you're like, okay, you know this character dies at some point, and you kind of see them go through or whatever. So yeah. uh, recruit for the Commonwealth. Um, yeah, so Jesse, recruit for the Commonwealth, uh, a group of... 40 religious types holed up in an apartment building. Quite a damaged one with loads of broken windows. Um, Once they arrived with their armed guards, Carlson quickly establishes himself as the cheeriest um, missionary this side of um, Book of Mormon. (laughs) Uh, Gabriel and Aaron, Aaron, on the other hand, were significantly less psyched about the task at hand. The apartment building looked like a fort and 40 people was 
a lot. Yeah, I'm not doing this, said Gabriel. Um, that building practically screams do not disturb, which it very much did. Yes. Uh, unfortunately for him and Aaron, it wasn't up for discussion because they didn't have a choice. Upon being stripped of their weapons and ushered past the um, deadest of deadbolted doors, very deadbolted, there was what, four, five, six locks on that thing? Um, quite a few. Uh, which, well, <laughs> when you have any scene like that in anything and you're approaching a sort of like, okay, you're here to make a deal with somebody, they're a bit hostile, you go in their building, they close the door and lock about five bolts. Yeah. Probably not a good scene. Yeah. So, yeah, it's usually something that happens in like horror games or whatever. So, um, yeah, it was the deadest of deadest bolted doors. Uh, Aaron, Gabriel, Car- um, Carlson and Jesse were taken to the office of the group's leader, Ian. And then it says here, like you said, um, the Terminator's Michael Bean. Bean. um, who pegged them as wolves in sheep's clothing and intended to add their heads to his uh, trophy case full of skulls. Um, That's definitely some sort of governor callback. Um, While Coulson um, appeared to soil his trousers, Gabriel and Aaron finally managed to convince Ian that they weren't cannibals and agreed to let them go. Um, Only then, plot twist, Coulson limped into action disarming and shooting Ian and a guard um, I think he shoots two or two one guard, of them. Like, two in, couple in the of guards at least, yeah. 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 Um, what did you do, asked Gabriel. <laughs> My job, Carlson replied. And that's briefly where that scene ends. Important question. Where the hell did Aaron get an iPhone? <laughs> well, presumably he was given it as part of the, like, <laughs> you know, they're, they're at the Commonwealth. Commonwealth has electricity. Uh, presumably they're given that as part of their package to be able to go out and and recruit people, I guess. I mean, I, I didn't mm-hmm. find I, I didn't find that too odd because, you know, they need to be able to. It's, it's quite a good way of sort of proving, you know, they, that they have some like lit power as well as like electrical power but literal power because i mean the fact that he has a phone and it's got photos on of this like wonderful place the the just hand being able to hand them a phone where they can like scroll through photos is a pretty significant thing to be able to do in this sort of world so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i i think that's that's probably what it was it's probably used as a recruitment tool i think Mm-hmm. It didn't specifically bother me, but it was just like, okay, you suddenly Aaron has a working iPhone. Yeah, um, no. So that, yeah. that to me sort of makes. I mean, it won't work as a phone, I suppose. I, I right, cell towers yeah, and stuff. Yeah, because the cell towers, towers. But yes, you can take um, photos, obviously. So going right back to the start of this, though, uh, brilliant job by Seth in that the the sort of the 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 him up preaching. At, you know during that church service where they first meet him i thought was uh, was really good bit of work by uh seth gilliam oh brilliant gabriel yeah. yeah i that that was i really like that scene and you know mm-hmm. him sort of and you can tell it's the way he's playing it that he is actually you know he's got his kind of you know religious mojo back and and he's mm-hmm. actually believing in it again and and you know that was really nice to see that version of him you know there because 
uh, clearly he very much lost his way throughout a lot of this, as you probably would. I mean, if anything, it's going to knock your yeah, faith. It's yeah. going to be a zombie apocalypse. But um, that that I was actually quite nice to to sort of see that character, you know, seemingly quite happy and you know doing mm-hmm. what he actually enjoying doing that for once. Mm. Uh, so that was quite good. Um, Oh. Yeah, it's been, it's been interesting to watch Seth Gilliam on this show because when he first came in, because like when he first came in in season five, I hadn't seen The Wire, and like the guy was new to me. I didn't know anything about his acting ability or anything like that. And you know, they were obviously showing the uh, the more coward side of Gabriel for a long, long time, which made sense for his story and given what he did. But at the time, it was like, oh, get rid of this guy, you know, sort of thing. Which in the comics, when the same thing happens, you're kind of thinking the same thing. Mm. well from from what i remember that was a long time ago i read obviously that story arc but it was somewhat similar um and obviously you're thinking like hey this this coward guy who locked all these people out of a church and he doesn't want to like fight anybody um yeah that this this character's come a long long way um and i probably would have felt a bit different about him if i'd seen because obviously I, i would say in the wire he's allowed to excel a lot more um mm-hmm. seth gilliam like with with his uh police role and everything um but yeah, even not just Seth's acting, obviously, but the the characters come a long, long way. I think, and he's yeah. like, if you if you look at um, Gabriel from season five and then look at him now, that's some very strong, well done character development because he's not the same sort of character. No, um, and obviously, the thing that's maintained within him is this want to, um, you know, have faith in everything, which he's gone off of that path and stuff. Like you said, who wouldn't at that point? Um, but it's at least he didn't end up like this group or like the Reapers or whatever. You know, he didn't yeah. go down that sort of path and start, you know, getting people's skulls and things. So, um, but no, that was that was a really good scene. Um, him and uh, Ross Marquand, him, him and yeah. Ross have got some really good uh, chemistry and stuff. Yeah, I think. yeah, they have. Um, I, I mean, I really like Aaron as a character as well. Uh, I mean, I yeah. Ross, Ross is great, and uh, I mean, if you don't know. If you don't know Ross, look him up on YouTube. He's an incredible mimic, um, just just a brilliant impressionist as well. And um, it, you know, he's uh, which is one of the reasons why he got uh, picked up for um, the. Uh, he was in Infinity War as Red Skull, uh, and Endgame as Red Skull. He mm-hmm. uh, did. That's why they picked him for that role because he could sort of mimic um, the the character. Uh, right. Did because they couldn't get um, I can't remember the guy's name but they couldn't get the original actor to come back and do it so so mm-hmm. uh, Ross stepped in of course he's under a lot of makeup anyway so um but yeah I mean he's he's a he's a really good actor and um it's interesting because Aaron very much is a sort of Rick type character at this point um you know he is the the so it's been interesting they've not with the exception of some of the kids they've not directly or even with the kids they've not directly kind of gone okay well we've got you know rick's not here so we're going to transpose the whole of that character onto you know somebody else they've sort of split it between some of it some of rick's stuff has gone to daryl some of it's gone to aaron some of it's gone to to other people you know uh and it was the same little bit with the kids as well they sort of spread it around some of the mm. other other characters but i think aaron is the closest to a sort of rick that we have at this point um yeah yeah but uh, i do see a lot of rick in in the character of aaron differently yeah and in his hand 
I suppose. Um, oh, that was a funny bit where because they they're giving over their weapons, and I was like, <laughs> "Is Aaron gonna have to take his arm off?" And he's like, "Sorry, I'm not gonna take this thing off. It's a real bitch to, to yeah." To I mean, he, that was but, he, but that was the thing. He wasn't like refusing to take it off. It's just like eh, it's just a pain to take off, and and they let him keep it. And you're like, oh, uh-huh. "Okay, then you're gonna get the let the guy with a club attached to his arm come in with it." And it's fine, okay, <laughs> if that's what you want to mm-hmm. do. I wonder because he can put like different attachments on it, can't he? Yeah. Um, I wonder if you can take the top part off, and then just uh, unless he has to take his whole arm off and then put a different I, arm I on for a different thing. I would assume he's probably got to take the whole arm off and put a new, you know, right. uh, rather than like you know unscrew the spiky mm-hmm. ball and stick a whisk on the end of it or something when he's making like you know omelets. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or when he's climbing a rope that's detached to something that we don't know yes so, yeah yeah um he's had that mace on for a while now actually although it's quite useful because you can basically just swing it at, at a zombie well so, yes absolutely i mean yeah. in, in the middle of a zombie apocalypse that seems like the most useful hand to have i think yeah definitely um by the way i think i'm pretty sure that was an iphone 4 because i, I had <laughs> right. one of them and i recognized the shape and that kind of stuff so which would make a little bit more sense at, it'd make a surprising amount of sense actually because not only would they well, the iPhones wouldn't be getting released in this world because, you know, Apple wouldn't be in, uh, you know, production and stuff. Um, but that's a really, really old iPhone, the, yeah. the iPhone 4. So it would have maybe been around at the time of the start of this thing. So if there was yeah. still some lying around, that yeah, actually no, makes I mean, a that... weird, surprising amount of sense yeah, no, that, for this that show. Makes perfect sense, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but that was a very, very good scene. And then, of course, we talked about Carlson. Uh, flipping out and stuff which was uh yeah which was pretty great i mean that that was a good little kind of plot twist as well because you, as i say they're sort of telling the story backwards which was a quite a nice mm. way of doing it and you get to that and it's like oh oh well that that's interesting um where's this going uh because i didn't quite see that sort of plot twist coming because he sort of demeanor changes and he you know he's like there and he looks like very weak and then suddenly jumps up and shoots three people you're like oh crap Mm -hmm. okay yeah did you think of the governor when you saw the skulls yes yes there was a little bit of the sort of governorness about that whole Mm -hmm. kind of setup really yeah 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 because he kept uh for those that those that don't remember back in season three it was a while ago uh, he kept heads in tanks wasn't it yes um so not actual skulls but just uh heads themselves which also happens in the comic book so yes uh, at this point uh we cut to um oh yes one out one week and one hour ago yes I, I don't know why they needed to be that specific but <laughs> yeah they were it's weird they, they say one hour ago but we don't actually know what time it is yeah um show no, that's fine learn, yeah. show needs to learn from 24 um <laughs> and <laughs> lance uh sorry at, at that point we cut to one week and one hour ago and Lance pressuring retired, in quotes, CIA assassin uh, Carlson to help him out of a bind. Pamela's right-hand man had secretly allocated resources to that other thing. And it says here, hmm. Mm. Um, and the uh, convoy had been hijacked by Ian's people. Um, that thought, uh, though Carlson was reluctant and hostile, he agreed. Um, what would he do, though? When um, Aaron and Gabriel realised they weren't on a recruiting mission, they'll fall in line. Uh, Lance was sure. Everyone does. Um, mm. I suppose we should stop there for a minute. Uh, yeah, again, I, I quite like this stuff with, with Lance. Um, yeah. 
I mean, he's probably going to turn into like the the bad guy. He basically already is. Well, well, I mean, he is already yeah, the so. bad guy. He's he's clearly the master masterminding something. Um, mm. I mean, you know, they're talking about like the, the. I mean, the reason that he wants to go and wipe out this group is because they had a shipment like stolen, and it was a shipment of weapons, and that yeah, the, and so he's clearly he's stockpiling weapons. I mean, it sounds like he's heading for a coup. Uh, uh, and he's stockpiling stuff using Commonwealth resources to stockpile stuff for a potential coup, which I presume is what the other thing that he's talking about is, I guess. Mm. Um, I mean, that that would seem to be, you know, because we know, what we do know about um, Lance is he is very power mad. You know, he wants power and... They would, you know, although he's sucking up to the boss at the moment, though he's clearly he's trying to plan to overthrow her. I think that is probably where we're going with it. Um, so that other thing, I can't think what else it would be, because <clears throat> what what I mean, you know, Commonwealth is the power in the area, and I can't think what else he'd want to use the weapons for unless there's something else going on that we don't know about but uh, but but this seems to be something that he's doing without the commonwealth or without the boss of the commonwealth knowing hmm. so it, i i'm assuming it's a coup that he's trying to organize yeah um so i suppose a question i, I just sort of thought of this actually um so you know rosita saw those posters and it was kind of rebel against the commonwealth or whatever those things said yeah um so two kind of questions one do you think lance is involved and two if lance is involved do you think that's too predictable Hmm. i i don't know i mean it's one of those things that he could be kind of stoking rebellion from within um I it I don't know. It, given that there are CIA people involved, and and I mean, although he says he's retired CIA, uh, and, and given the ambitions of Lance, it's possible that he is not directly involved, but obviously understands that people are upset, and he's maybe stoking that to a certain extent. Um, so it may be that there is sort of some underground movement, but he's. He's the what you know. He he's kind of like, oh well, that's interesting. I can kind of, you know, they'll be quite useful. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's not actually running that movement as such, um, because he's got this sort of bigger plan to, you know, as we say, I think he's probably stockpiling weapons somewhere to come in and try and like take the place by force. So mm. maybe he is. <clears throat> Not directly involved, but maybe he's stoking it in some ways to to so when he does come in as this coup, basically sort of saying, you know, things are going to be fairer or whatever it is that he's planning to do. He will have a group that will support him, possibly. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know exactly. There are a couple yeah. of ways they could play that. Oh, he could just be like directly involved. It could be him that's putting the posters up. I mean. Yeah. Or his people. Mm. I suppose there's a few a few angles with this where 
if it is Lance, it makes sense, but it's a bit predictable. But then if it isn't him, like directly involved or somewhat involved, who else is it that's leading it? And does whoever that other character is make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, like, if it's Pamela, that would be weird or something, but... Because she seems to not be really involved with much, but then we didn't think Lance wasn't his. So yeah, because of course remember the the guy, the one guy that we have seen actually get fairly vocal about it was the guy that they arrested, and yeah, he disappeared. Yeah, uh, and and he disappeared seemingly under the orders of Lance. So you do kind of think, well, maybe, and and we haven't seen from him again. So maybe Lance recruited him, possibly. Mm. Yeah, again, pretty interesting stuff. So, mm. uh, let's move on from that. Um, did the one week, one hour ago thing. Uh, next, we rejoined Aaron as he filled in Maggie, Elijah, and Lydia on what had gone uh, hang down. On. Hang on, what? before you get to that, you've you've jumped a bit because we stopped mid paragraph. Uh, so, ah, yes, I did, didn't I? Yes, yes. <laughs> so I just looked at the paragraph and scrolled past it. Um, Right, so yeah, it says about them falling in line. Yeah, everyone, um, everyone does. Yeah, yeah, everyone, everyone does. does. Uh, from there, we jump to Carlson. So that's where we actually are. Questioning Ian about the stolen guns and the cargo, Ian insisted that they'd found uh, the caravan already ransacked, but Carlson didn't buy it. So he fatally shot him because he sort of takes him downstairs, and he's just like fully in control of the situation. Yeah. By this point, I was kind of surprised he shot him, but then it was. Once it happened, I was like, oh, I probably didn't need him, I guess, or something. So, uh, presumably, having gone through the two pairs of um, pants by this time, uh, Jesse tried to um, escape on horseback, but was shot in the back by a trooper. So, there you go. Um, My mouse has just scrolled up, and I didn't even touch it. Um, This thing is losing control. He was shot in the back by a trooper, so we know why that happened. Um, Who would uh, have fired again had Aaron not used his um, arm mace on the particular guard. Um, At that point, Carlson and Aaron were about to throw down. Um, Luckily, he was out of ammo, otherwise Aaron would have been dead. Um, We're about to throw down um, when some... uh, says against stormtroopers but whatever some troopers um started firing at the latter ironically giving him an opportunity to run for it and then that's where their bad aim comes into yes into things so yeah i mean there, there are some similarities with stormtroopers they are basically following orders and and they can't shoot so you know <laughs> yeah. and they're dressed in white and they're dressed in white yes yeah yeah they're just not shooting shooting blasters um pretty good scene um again kind of um What's his name? Carlson, you know, just sort of taking control of the whole situation. Um, it was interesting with the Aaron thing because he points a gun at him. And it's like, okay, unless, well, sure, Aaron could jump out the way or whatever, but that's a pretty fatal mm. standoff situation. Like, the distance and stuff and everything else is like nothing else around Aaron. He can't yeah. take one of the guards hostage or something. And I, I was thinking in that moment, it's like, okay, I don't, I don't think Arrow's going to die here. So I, I had no. no idea what else was going to happen. And then, of course, you get the empty uh, gun thing. Yeah. So, because that, I'm pretty sure that's a six-shooter. Um, is it like a Desert Eagle type of thing, I think it was? I can't, I can't remember what it was, but it yeah, seemed to jam so, or like run out I, of bullets I tried, or something. I tried to pay attention as to what um, 
weapons characters have got and stuff. So yeah. it's just, just something I like to do. Um, I think it was like a six-shooter Desert Eagle. I could be wrong, though. So, Because um, he put two in Carlson. He put two in in the two guards. Because uh, he shot two of them upstairs, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And then I think a shot went off when... Uh, you know when he disarmed the gun off the off the leader? I'm pretty sure there was a right, gunshot yeah. that went off. So that's like five or six, roughly. Mm. So um, even if it wasn't, it scripted in the, there for the show for him to be out of ammo. So yeah. yeah. Um, what did you think for Aaron in, in that moment? Well, yeah, I mean, it didn't look good. Uh, I, I didn't really think that Aaron was going to die there. That would have been a, an odd way for Aaron to go out, I think, because they've uh-huh. started building... I mean, it is slightly worrying. They have started building Aaron up as a bigger sort of character this season. And, uh, you know, he's stepping more forward. So uh, that, that's always a little bit dangerous in this show, yeah, particularly when you happen to... On the show. Yeah, yeah, particularly when you're not one of the people that have got a spin-off. Uh, so... <laughs> you're not safe, Aaron. You're not one of, in one of the spin-offs. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I didn't think he was going to die at this point because I, I, I just wouldn't have felt right, I don't think. Mm. Yeah. Um, pretty unlucky for uh, Jesse. You know, he, yeah. he tries to get away. He gets on the vehicle, I suppose, or the horse, but he just doesn't quite accelerate away in time mm-hmm. and he gets shot in the back. Yeah. I mean, you can get shot in the back or somewhere similar and survive, but obviously he slowly dies yeah. uh, later on. So um, it was a pretty good scene. Um, it's interesting watching these kind of confrontation scenes as well because when people get shot in the, the the body or the leg and they start dying and you think okay it's not a head injury what if that walker gets up or a person gets up and turns mm-hmm. and they cause other chaos i don't remember um did somebody actually put carlson down at one point because i don't specifically remember that no because when he was giving his speech and stuff and he was like taking over the the scene and he um gets uh, Gabriel get get Gabriel gets tied up at one point, doesn't he? Yeah. And I was like, okay, no one sort of put him down yet. Is he fully dead? I was sort of looking at that because I thought, okay, if that zombie gets up, it will cause him trouble. Yeah. Um, but that that didn't seem to really take effect. So, yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. No, I think we can move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So there we go. Uh, next, we rejoined Aaron as he filled in Maggie, Elijah, and Lydia on what has gone down. So, going back to the start of the episode, uh, Maggie yeah. um, thought that Aaron had given um, Jesse the map to Hilltop, but if he hadn't, who had? The answer was revealed 12 hours ago during the attack. So, another kind of uh, back. S- yes. skip in time, whatever. In this cutaway, we discovered that Negan, he's back, uh, dressed like Ian's people. Um, happened upon Jesse uh, pre-shooting, giving, um, giving him the map and told him of intel from a uh, female member of Team Ian uh, to inform Maggie that Gabriel and Aaron were in trouble. Although he doesn't mention that when he's dying at the gate, but I suppose he was dying so he couldn't well, probably yes. concentrate. So uh, it says about that. Um, stealing back into the building... Um, Negan with the woman, I don't think she's quite given a name, uh, no. slit a, a trooper's throat from behind, it was quite sort of crafty, and the saviour's former boss, um, man freed uh, Gabe, because he was still kind of just standing there, um, yeah. 
it's interesting. They kind of because they see the empty gun part with Aaron. They're standing like right next to him, um, and then you get well, the click of the, you get the click of the gun, and they're well, not, they're not able to do anything anyway. Yeah. So, um, but then that happens. They wanted to save Aaron from his face off with Carlson, but um, as more troopers were coming, they had to get uh, while the um, getting was good. They had to get away basically. So, which leads to the next scene. Um, yeah, Negan's back. Cool. I'm yes. I, I'm very glad that because there was a lot of speculation at the time. What was it? Three episodes ago or something. Yeah. When he just kind of walked off and Maggie was like, "All right, see ya." Um, it's like, "Hey, I'll see you in your spinoff." <laughs> in yeah. our in our spinoff. Uh, but not quite. Um, I'm glad that that wasn't just Negan just doing a Heath and kind of just walking away. Um, no, I'm, I... I'm I'm glad that I mean there was still there's still a good chunk of episodes left now and there still was at the time. So it would have been very weird to for Negan to just kind of walk off to his spin-off with Maggie. Yeah, he's um, such he's such a big character. I don't he is, yeah. see I, I don't see them ending the show without Negan being involved in some way. Um mm-hmm. that would seem a little odd to you know I I mean you know, yeah, characters disappear for a few episodes quite frequently. I mean, that happens all the time. I mean, yeah, it's an ensemble. You rotate the cast. Yeah, so. you know, you rotate the cast, and you know, we've gone weeks without seeing Alexandra at some point or Hilltop or whatever. So that happens quite a lot. So I, I kind of always thought that Negan was going to come back, and I certainly mm. thought that you were going to see him before the end of the the entire run. I mean, he's going to come back at some point because. Um, it would have been weird for him just to like walk off and that be his exit from the main show. That would have been strange. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The other thing is if he walks off, obviously this is now hypothetical. If he had walked off and that was it. And then at some point during our last bunch of episodes, Maggie walks off for a, a reason that's later explained. And then they just meet up in Manhattan. Cause it's supposed to be in Manhattan, this spinoff, isn't it? Yes. Um, that would have made less sense. So you've still got to, presumably in the C or the third half of this season, mm-hmm. actually put into, okay, why is Maggie leaving Hilltop? What happens with the conversation, confrontation between her and Daryl? Um, and why, do, yeah, explain. Why, why is she those, with Negan? Those yeah. sorts of things, yeah, yeah. Both the explanation of Maggie's side and from Negan's. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, good to see him back. Um, I guess we have another mini group i don't really mind mini groups so much if they don't have like too many episodes or too many characters especially yeah. at this point when you've still got quite a bit of commonwealth story left still to go which will probably get quite a lot of that in the c part of this mm-hmm. season um because even the point i'm at with the books now which is slightly ahead of the show which is what i tried to do there's still i don't know how many more books i've got left actually there's at least another one because I've got like five pages left of the current one. I think there's another one after that. Um, mm. Obviously they'll do certain things differently. Whether or not they do the Dwight thing. We'll, we'll see. But um, I think what we'll probably get is this piece kind of wrapped up by the B side. And then probably end with the Daryl uh, Maggie conversation. And then the C side is hopefully just Commonwealth and finish the show. Yeah. Because um, you've still got loads and loads of character stories to settle. You've got to set up two other spin-off shows. Um, or who knows, they, they may announce more spin-off mm-hmm. shows. We, we we don't know yet. So, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I guess we kind of talked about most of that there. Uh, what did you make by, by this point in the episode of them cutting in between different time periods? Well, I just say, I, I thought that was a really good way of doing it. It was an interesting way of, of keeping the mystery alive as they went through with them sort of jumping back and you seeing things from different perspectives. And I, I, I really like how they constructed that. I thought it worked very, very well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, finally, now, uh, Carlson... Um, is there read the right part? Yeah, the yes. getting freed. Yeah, right part. Uh, finally, now, Carlson uh, started pushing people off the roof... Um, I have a comment to make about that in a minute as well. Uh, off the roof and ordered a room-to-room search of the building. Hold up with some other members of Team Ian. Uh, the woman whose name we were never told uh, gave the group a pep talk, um, arguing that they'd uh, fight like a family, even though their family was actively dying, as she was saying this. Um, and then it says here in brackets, just me, or was there a spark between her and Negan? Um, we love doing shipping in this day and age, don't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's no problem with it, but it's just a part of thing yeah. now. Um, they'd uh, have help too, because just as Coulson was barking his orders, Maggie, Elijah and Lydia and Aaron were already talking, so taking out troopers. They were sort of in another part of the building or whatever. Yeah. So, there we go. Is this, is this woman supposed to be like a like a beta version of Michonne because I was sort of looking Possibly. at her I was looking you know obviously her face and her hair and stuff and I couldn't help but think of Michonne mm. and I mean I don't think she's going to like take the role of Michonne and start taking Michonne's comic story that would be a bit no but but she could just from looking at her and it's probably just a coincidence that she looks like Denai Guerrero but um yeah, it made me kind of think of that and like her giving a bit of a leader's speech and stuff. Mm. Um, did you did that cross your mind at all? It didn't it didn't at the time, but I can see what you're sort of saying. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it'd be interesting to see who she actually is and how her mm. um, Negan met her and, and how long she lives for. <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm sort of interested to see where this story kind of goes from here. But the the Maggie, what what I think you're possibly pushing towards is obviously we've got Maggie going in and, you know, killing these various uh, troopers. This has obviously not gone well or gone the way that Carlson wanted it to. He's mm-hmm. going to end up with a bunch of dead guards. I'm wondering if Carlson ends up going back or word gets back um, that, or if Carlson makes it out of this or word gets back to the Commonwealth that Maggie was involved in this. And uh, they, Lance uses that to spin it of oh. Maggie attacked us. Uh-huh, yeah. And I didn't think of that. That's I I wonder if that's where they're going with it, mm. um, because that would be an interesting way of sort of setting it up. And given that Maggie's kind of seemingly been very standoffish, and Daryl's working with the Commonwealth now, I you know, it they they. they it, there could be a way that Lance could kind of sell that as, okay, well, you need to go and, you know, she attacked us. You need to go and sort this out mm. um, and and use the sort of, you know, there's these two parts. There's this sort of 
CD thing that Lance is trying to do to sow problems, and then you've got the actual Commonwealth, which, as I say, I think not perfect, but on, on the front of it is genuinely trying to help people, and that's sort of the part that Daryl is involved with. But it's easy to manipulate that from Lance's position into saying, "Well, she she attacked us," and point the sort of full force of the Commonwealth at the hilltop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wonder if that's where they're going with it, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I, I I quite like that idea. I hadn't thought of any of that at all, really. Um, so it's pretty good. just depends on what the writers are thinking, I suppose. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just good that Negan's back involved as well. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, yes. Bit, bit of a sort of sudden end to the episode like Aaron closed like they're they're sort of working their way through this building and I kind of glanced Mm -hmm. up at the clock that obviously was near me I was like okay I started the episode about 45 minutes ago and I was like okay this episode's either gonna end in a minute or like 20 seconds or something and I was like hmm I wonder what's gonna be the sort of last you know last moment of the episode where they're gonna cut it and it was like I think it was Aaron sort of slamming a door I was like, yeah. I guess that's where you sort of finish it. Um, but it was a bit kind of like strangely sudden, I thought. So yes, yeah, it was. Anyway. But you know, leaves it on a nice sort of little cliffhanger for next week. Yeah, I, I didn't mind, but yeah, yeah. So, so there we go. But yeah, looks like we hopefully should get a bit of an action-packed start to next episode. Yes, yeah, uh, should be good. Presuming that they kick off this, the next episode with the continuation of this because they I, don't always do that no, well that is true yes yeah because there's been a few times on this podcast where i'm like hey can't wait to see the continuation next week and it's like nope here's the other group yeah <laughs> so yeah so we'll see um but given also earlier you said that the same writers and stuff were listed for next week's episode uh, yeah that makes a bit more sense i yeah. i suspect that that uh this is a continuation um next week um mm. it's called the rotten core next week's episode apparently so oh, okay uh, yeah. that, that could be uh that could be kind of interesting um Which kind of describes carlson and uh lance yes it does rotten cause to the commonwealth i suppose so uh all right that's it for the end of the episode as i mentioned let's get in some feedback emails if you would like to write in let us know what you think of the episode where do you think the story's going um, if you want to ask me comic book related questions, I can answer those. I'm not going to spoil things that won't uh, that haven't happened in the show yet that I know about. Um, so just uh, feel free to ask me that kind of stuff as well, and we'll see where we go with that. If you'd like to send those thoughts, feelings, questions, comments in, you can send those to Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. You can either message us over there or tweet us. As a contact page and information in your show notes. If you're on the website version of the podcast, there's a big email box, which a lot of you use. It's quite convenient and simple, so you can use that. And there's a clickable email name as well. Uh, Harrison write in, write, writes in and says, uh, You both get the chance to pick just two characters for a spinoff. He set quite a few rules here, so let's see what we can get from this. Uh, chance to, yeah, to pick two characters for a spinoff. Um, they can only be characters that are alive. And um, can't be the, the, from the four that we're already getting a spin-off of. So no Daryl, no Carol, no Maggie, no Negan. Because those are the four that we've got who are, the, who are due spin-offs. Um, you, can't, you also both can't choose any of the same characters. Which is interesting because one of us is going to have to say something first. And then the other person can't choose those characters. Yeah. 
Um, I got two pretty obvious ones in mind, which is Gabriel and Aaron. Yeah, well, that, those are the two that I I would completely yeah. agree with you there. But I, I, there are two others that I could I could stand to see together. But yes, um, uh, yeah, I mean Gabriel and Aaron were the first two that mm-hmm. that came to mind for me because I think that would be good. The other two, um, which I, I'd almost like them to do this as sort of a half hour comedy thing, uh, would be Ezekiel and Jerry. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be because good. Kari and Cooper are hilarious together, and um, mm. I they they are just wonderful. I I I could I could quite happily sit and watch, you know, almost a sort of half hour sitcom in the Walking Dead world with those <laughs> two doing it would be hilariously funny to see. Um, I I would quite like that as a possibility. Um, so mm. yeah, the, the, those are the two that I would pick if I can't pick Gabriel and Aaron. If you were doing a sort of more straightforward spin-off, Gabriel and Aaron, I think would be the the two that I'd go for. But um, which I know were the two that you were going to go for. But yes, uh, <laughs> Ezekiel and Jerry would be the other two. Cool, cool. What about if you were to pair one of the younger characters with one of the older characters? Ah, uh, well, I mean. Because Kaylin. if you because if you did like a Judith Grace spinoff, that wouldn't make a, a lot of sense. No, um, yeah, I mean it would have to be Judith and somebody. So Judith and Aaron, maybe, mm. um, possibly. Ju- yeah, you, you've had quite a few good Daryl Judith scenes, and given Daryl's surprising lack of character development and Judith's surprising amount of character <laughs> development, even though one of them's been in the show significantly longer than the other one. Um, I'm wondering if you could do that and have like a push and pull kind of thing where Judith's trying to get Daryl to sort of open yeah. up more and that kind of thing maybe and they could talk obviously Daryl could talk a bunch about Rick and stuff and Michonne and obviously um, her brother Carl um, yeah again these kind of things make me really, really make me wonder where they're going with uh, RJ because I yeah, mean, there's, a, there's a little scene with like Herschel in this episode, right? Where Maggie's saying like, "Hey, you got to kind of hold down the fort," which was a bit strange to say to your ten-year-old son. Yes, because um, there's like nobody else really there. Yeah. Uh but like, I don't remember is RJ even having any lines in this really? show. Really? No. No. So, um, yeah, but yeah, like a buddy cop spinoff with uh, Aaron, Aaron and Gabriel would be would be really good, and we've seen dozens of scenes between them they've had their own they had one of the bonus episodes didn't they as well so yeah that would be pretty good um so there's that uh jack writes in and says uh, uh another group a eh? um only uh with only a few episodes left of the series um you could have easily told this story with 16 episodes but i suppose amc wanted a bigger final season to make more money um you're probably not wrong about that yeah but i mean uh, not, not wrong not wrong at all and i mean you know the whole the, the the whole sort of previous group that we had uh the the reapers was sort of was done to kind of reintroduce maggie i guess uh, but but was kind of unnecessary you know um i mean that's where they wasted quite a lot of the time because yeah. that was very much a self-contained thing and i mean you know uh, and plus we had the uh the covid what i would refer to as the covid episodes which were those sort of weird self-contained um bits and pieces that they did which was to 
give the actors something to do while they were actually be couldn't actually shoot the full show. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there have been some treading water stuff, but some of it understandable, some of it yeah, it's just sort of them trying to make more, uh, just to stretch it out a bit. But I mean, you know, I it it's not been bad. I don't think. I mean, yeah, you could you can always compress these things down a bit more. But I mean, certainly now they're into the meat of this kind of story. I think this has been much better. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I suppose there's a balance, right? Like the production cost of the additional episodes and the obviously, well, obviously they make money on the show. Otherwise, they wouldn't be be doing it. it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. Plus, they get like the because you've got obviously the ads in the in the thing where they're advertising cars and whatever else probably um and then the amc plus money yeah which arguably at the moment at this moment in time is the draw for that service like hey get walking dead a week early so probably making some money off of that i suppose well yeah i mean they they've out flat out said that one of the reasons that they're making more spin-offs is because it drives um it drives subscribers to amc plus i mean they flat out said that when yeah. they um announce the last lot of spin-offs so it that that is true they make money from selling walking dead to other people um which is one of the reasons why you know they're on different networks and not on amc in the uk quite a lot of the time um so you know i mean it's a money-making machine for them so of course they're gonna stretch it out for as long as they can Plus, it is a, it has been a huge show for them, and it is the final season. So, if they want to give it more episodes, I I entirely get that. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to get to the end, regardless. Anyway, I just thought because Walking Dead's ending and Better Call Saul's ending this year, so they're losing two pretty big shows. Um, because <clears throat> both of them will end this calendar year, won't they? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but they have got um. Uh, the Vampire Chronicles starting. How big do you think that'll actually be? Um, it depends whether it works or not. I mean, it has potential to be huge because the books are massive. So it it's got a lot of potential to be a huge, you know, Walking Dead size show for them. Um, mm. I mean, there there is that potential there, but I, and they're going to. I mean, they're going to pump money into it because they've got not only that, they've got the already got what is sort of a spin off of it um, because bought both. What's the other one? The the something witches is the other one. So there's one that's based around vampires and one that's based around witches, and they're doing shows for both of those, um, mm. and they they're committed to that. So, um, I mean, th- those they're going to be pushing those hard, regardless of whether you like it or not. They are coming. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they've they've got that. That's sort of what they're. I mean, I don't want to say replacing the Walking Dead with, but because the Walking Dead is still very much alive. I mean, they've you know they've got they've still got Fear Running. They've got a bunch of spin-offs coming. You know that that is still going to be out there, but obviously they want something big to replace the main show, and I think what they're hoping is uh, Vampire Chronicles will do that. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. So you've got um, Tales, Daryl Carroll, Maggie Negan, 
and fear are the the four that they're gonna have. Yeah. Um, there was a new trailer that dropped for Fear. Is that seven uh, B or season. Uh, I can't remember which uh, yeah, season so, it was actually for, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. That's coming back at some point. So, um, it's interesting when you look at like CW kind of doing that with DC, Paramount doing that with Star Trek. Um, and AMC trying to do it with Walking Dead, which is where you have like spin-offs of, you know, the the IP, and you rotate them. Um, mm. so that's that's pretty interesting. So, uh, anyway, that's what we got for you for this week's episode. We'll be back next week for how many have we got left? This was thirteen. We've got three to go, haven't we, for this half? Yeah. Of the season, like and we'll be. Um, for those of you who don't know, we do cover. We will be covering Better Call Saul as well. Um, so we'll pretty much shift from this into into that show. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, all right. Thanks very much for listening. You can find all the rest of the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. That's for TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcast. By the way, if you're wondering where the United cast has gone, there's been no games because we're not in the FA Cup because well, we've got knocked out of that one as well. Um, but uh, that returns on the 2nd of April. That's against Leicester. Um, it's actually been kind of nice to not watch that for a bit we've been not great so uh, that returns uh, soon um, so check out all that stuff entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms entertainment talk, uh, if you want to support what we're doing you like what you've heard, you want to support more you can of course listen to more of the episodes that we've got, there's a whole bunch of them, you can find them on the places I just mentioned that's for TV, video games, films and Manchester United Podcast, so take a look at all that as well um, word of mouth, social media, you can let other people know about what we're doing and where they can find it. So just either tell people or share the links around on different social media platforms, that kind of stuff. Uh, Patreon, there's a $1, um, $3 level tiers. So you can take a look at that for the ad-free podcast and review options. So that's how you can kind of support entertainment talk and stuff. A few different options for you there. Uh, David's running geektown.co.uk. That's for TV and film news. What is happening over there, David? Uh, there's a lot of news starting to kick off about pilots. So uh, mm. we've we've got casting and things for uh, a couple of the pilots. CW did a massive renewal of a bunch of their shows as well this week. So uh, we've got some stories about that. Yes, in a <laughs> weird, ever changing, oh, changing world, <laughs> changed world. Um, so yes, so there's that. Uh, lots of news going up on the site at the moment, and uh, we're we're hurtling into April. So we're going to get a lot more. Um, pilots and stuff and then may we have the blood blast which is the usual renewals and cancellations so there's all that coming up over the next couple of months uh the podcast this week i had daryl on from hollywood north news and he's been looking at shudder and some of the that streaming services uh horror stuff so he did a review of seance and um he also did a review of Krakow monsters which is a polish horror drama on netflix uh we chatted about uh spider-man no way home because i've actually seen it finally now as well uh so we talked a little bit about that about that about the pixar movie turning red we also did some news about some casting on strange new worlds we talked a bit about the resident evil uh live action series coming to netflix that's a that's a franchise resident evil yes yeah. uh so lots and lots of stuff on geek town radio this week uh so you can go and check that out and that's on all your regular podcast platforms just go and look for geek town radio mm-hmm. cool yeah you can go and check that out uh just in terms of similar stuff i recently reviewed turning red as well and back in whatever month spider-man came out i reviewed that film some time ago so you can mm-hmm. find my reviews on those two films if you just search for them on the site you should be able to find them 
Uh, so that's that for that. Um, Bex is streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch. Uh, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, if you want lots of fun, uh, different kind of streams and stuff. She's doing Tomb Raider, I think, on Monday still. So you can go and find that. Uh, I'm streaming still as well over on eTalk UK, over on Twitch. Um, there's the schedule tab. If you click on that, you'll find out what days and times I intend to kind of go live. If I'm going to update people about if a stream's cancelled or what, or what, yeah, any sort of updates like that, I'll be tweeting them out on Twitter, which is eTalkUK. Uh, if you miss any of the streams that I do actually do, um, you can find them archived later on YouTube. The channel is called Entertainment Talk Plays. And I also went through, I've still got some to put up actually, but there was a whole bunch of COD clips that I got, um, which is just between 15 seconds to 3 minutes of just something happening in a match of COD. Uh, usually quite fun stuff. Uh, you can find all those as well over on YouTube which is Entertainment Talk Plays. So that's that. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll be uh, back next time. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.